We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my sweet friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I'm just so happy to have you with me here today. If you're listening to this episode the day that it's aired, it is November 1st. 2022. And that means my sweet niece is 11 years old today. 11 years ago, she entered this world and changed all of our lives. If you follow me on Instagram, you've definitely seen our dances. She has so much swag, so much confidence. She's one of our greatest teachers and I just love her so much. She also listens to my podcast. So I just wanted to give her a little birthday shout out if she listens today. I love you so much, Rainbow. All right. So it is November 1st and November in the past has been my gratitude challenge month. I have been practicing gratitude for, I feel like at least the past 10 years. And five years ago, I started doing 30 day gratitude challenges. And now, you know, gratitude is a very, it's a buzzword and we talk about it a lot. And I am going to shift how I do my gratitude challenge this month and I'm going to make it incredibly intentional and it's going to kick off with a workshop. So be on the lookout for the date and time for that workshop. And I'm really excited to bring you this new and improved um, evolved, I should say, type of gratitude challenge because I have been studying myself because I am my greatest teacher. Um, I have been studying myself and noticing how I have been feeling a lot of lack lately. And I never really identified what this feeling was of like scarcity, what it felt like in my body. Um, and I've becoming more in touch with what that feels like, and especially around time. And it's been very fascinating to pay attention to this space because it really controls how I show up for my life. And I think after having a baby, it just totally changed my perspective on time and the resources that I have. And at the same time, it's this interesting duality because I also am running a business and my brain likes to create a lot of drama around the time that I have and what I'm focusing on in each given moment of my day. So it's been a journey to notice and pay attention to how lack and scarcity and insufficiency show up in my life. And I'm just becoming more and more aware of it. Now, this focus this month is really on abundance and shifting into an abundant mindset. And one of the ways to do that is through gratitude. But I think one of the areas that most people get stuck on is when they're trying to practice gratitude, they're just going through the motions of it and not allowing themselves to actually feel what that gratitude vibration is in their body and how that helps them shift into recognizing the abundance that is around them at all time. Now, it's it's interesting because lack and scarcity has just become a habit. And I'm currently reading the book, The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, and she talks about how scarcity is a lie. And I it was just this like 
aha moment that it it is a lie. Like we live in an abundant universe and there is abundance around us all the time, but it's this manufactured um, assumption, this belief that we have been handed down for generations to generations. And it's just kind of become a state of being. It's become a default. And our way of being influences the way we see ourselves and how we interact with the world around us. So this is interesting because, you know, for me, I did a lot of work on my money mindset. And so I thought I got rid of scarcity and lack because I really tied my money mindset and to that, but it was so much deeper than just money. Like the lack and scarcity and insufficiency that I have felt is not around money. It's around resources. It's around time. It's around other things. And I think that that has been so fascinating because it's just like any piece of when we're working on ourselves that we're like, wait, I thought I worked on this. And then it comes up again and you're like, why is this here again? And it's like, well, because there's more areas to to work on. There's more areas to to heal and to bring into the light because when we can see it, then we have the authority to change it. So I want to talk about gratitude and abundance and fear and scarcity because this is really going to help us shift from not having enough of whatever enough is to you into realizing that we have more than enough around us at all times. So the abundant mindset versus a scarcity mindset What's the difference? And as I walk through this, if something comes up for you or you feel defensive or frustrated or something doesn't land with you, I want you to just zoom out and be curious about what's coming up for you as we're talking about scarcity and abundance, because whatever is tinging or like knocking at your door, it's actually an invitation to heal it. It's an invitation to transcend from a limiting place into a place of possibility. So let's talk about scarcity mindset versus abundant mindset. So when we are in a scarcity mindset, it is driven by fear fear of changing, fear of the unknown, and we often like to stay in a comfort zone. So we resist change, even though we want to change and we know that that's going to be the way into our next level, we are driven by that fear. Another sign that you are in a scarcity mindset is you worry about things that are outside of your control. I mean, we talk about this a lot. There's really cute graphics on Instagram about what's in your control versus what's outside of your control. And I do think that's a fun practice to like write everything that's within your control inside a circle and everything that's outside of your control on the outside. But when you're in a scarcity mindset driven by fear, you often worry about things that you have no control over. And we try to control everything and we end up feeling incredibly anxious and we end up spiraling. So that's another sign that you have a scarcity mindset. Another sign that you might have a scarcity mindset is having a negative attitude on what is quote unquote lacking. So if you don't have enough time, what your thoughts are around time, if you have a negative attitude or thoughts around money, that there's not enough money, this is a sign that you are driven by a scarcity mindset. 
Um, another sign is being afraid of failing, that if you fail, that it's your one opportunity and it's all going to be blown and ruined if you if you mess up. Again, that's operating from a place of skier, fear. Skier, I try to put fear and scarcity together. Fear, lack, not enough. Another sign that you might be in a scarcity mindset is focusing on the not enough, like in your relationships, right? Focusing on not being good enough for your partner or your child or your parents or whatever it is. If you feel that not enoughness, again, like insufficiency, that's going to show up in a scarcity mindset. Also, when you're focusing and you're on that scarcity or not enough, that lack, it minimizes the motivation and prevents us from showing up for our life. We just want to hide. And it's so interesting because when I was feeling scarcity around time the other day, I just wanted to give up. I was like, what's the point? There's just, it's, there's just not enough. And that felt terrible. And it just put me in a stink place. And I just, everything, like, it's so fascinating how that happens. And then everything else, you look at your body and I look at, you know, the work that I'm doing and I look at just all these areas and it's just this instant negative downward spiral. And this is all just a symptom. You know, this isn't a place to feel called out or judged. This is just to show you where you might feel stuck or where you're out of alignment. And that's why I said, don't judge yourself for maybe being in this mindset. The majority of the time, have that awareness, be compassionate. And then most of all, be curious because when you're curious, then you get the opportunity to shift, to ask yourself powerful questions, to move you into an abundant mindset. So let's talk about what an abundant mindset, how that shows up. So when you have an abundant mindset, you feel empowered to take action and you're willing to put yourself out there and take risks towards your goal. So my coach says like putting yourself in harm's way, that's an abundant mindset, knowing that like whatever happens, you're going to have your own back and it's going to be okay. So that's an abundant mindset. Um, Another sign that you have an abundant mindset is you focus on what you can control and you spend your time doing that instead of focusing on what you can't. So your mindset, your thoughts, how you're showing up, your attention, your action is all based off what you can control. Another sign of an abundant mindset is having a positive outlook, positive attitude on the unlimited amount of possibilities that are available to you. So when you have an abundant mindset, you view your failures as a learning opportunity, that there is more than enough time to continue to try and fail and make mistakes and grow and learn from it, and that there is no clock that's ticking. The clock that's ticking is constructed in our mind and that's not actually real. So when you look in an abundant mindset at your failures, you know that you're not behind, that you are exactly where you're supposed to be learning the exact steps that you need to learn in order to get to where you want to go into that place of unlimited 
possibility. And that's why I love coaching so much because I, I, I found that so many of my clients come to me with a scarcity lacking mindset. And I love nothing more than to help shift them into that place of possibility and learning how to embrace and love on failures. In my group program, The Activator Blueprint, each week we celebrate our failures. We celebrate our wins too, but I also ask them like, what lesson, what mistake are we celebrating that you're learning from? And that truly shifts you into a place of abundance, an abundant mindset. So I just walked through the two different types of mindset and there's other quote unquote, you know, symptoms of both, um, but this is just a general overview. So I just want you to check in and pay attention to which mindset you tend to hang out in more often. Now, sometimes we go back and forth between two and that's both mindset and that's totally normal, especially when you've been doing this work for quite some time. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and I still have to work through a scarcity mindset. And what's fascinating is I'm not aware of the thoughts creating the scarcity, but I'm becoming more attuned to how the scarcity feels in my stomach because that's where I feel it. Like the scarcity feels like this pit this like hole of just not enough. And when I'm noticing that in my body and how it's making making me show up, that's how I know that I'm in a scarcity mindset. So depending on where you're at in your journey, you might not be as familiar of what it feels like in your body and that's okay. Just paying attention to what the symptoms are, what kind of thoughts you might have, that's going to show you where you spend most of your time. Now, we have a default mode. Like our minds, it's we have default thinking. It's habitual thinking. It's how our brains are wired and designed. So most of us have a default thinking that is around scarcity and fear. And that's because of, of our society conditioning, um, cultural conditioning and all of that. So it's not your fault that you might have a scarcity mindset. That is sometimes like we, we don't realize. We can't see what we can't see when we're going through it. And the beautiful thing is you have the ability to shift that mindset. You have the control to shift from scarcity into abundance. So what's important to check in with is when when things don't go according to your plan, when you create a plan and it doesn't go your way, what's your default? Like what's your default mindset? Does it, are you instantly drop into fear or do you feel empowered by the, the opportunity to learn? And that's just going to show you where you spend most of your time thinking. And that again, isn't a place of judgment. So if you find yourself judging yourself, check yourself and drop into some compassion, understand why that you might be thinking that way, or that might be your default. And now you are taking the step to gain authority over it. Okay, so now we're going to move forward with honesty and no judgment. Honesty, curiosity, compassion, no room for judgment here, okay? So we want to step into that place of self-compassion and self-love because that's going to help you grow and evolve the most. Because when we are unaware of our mindset, we can't do anything to change it. But when we become aware, then we have the opportunity to practice new ways of thinking, processing our negative emotions, and stepping into the most evolved version of ourself by letting go of the behaviors and the thoughts that no longer serve us. 
So let's talk about shifting into a abundant mindset. So the best thing that I can share with you today, I got great news, is that we all have the capacity to reprogram our minds and change the way we think about ourselves and the world. Yes, yes, you. Yes, you, even if you think you have the most negative thoughts and there's nothing that you can do to change them, I'm going to tell you right now that you absolutely have the capacity to do it. You just have to be willing and okay with feeling uncomfortable in the process because the discomfort is why most people don't think that they can change. But if you're willing to be with the discomfort as long as it's going to take, then you're going to find yourself feeling like a million bucks on the other side. So I want to introduce some methods that can really help shift your mindset into abundance. Now, this isn't like, oh, you do it once and it's going to instantly make things better. It's truly the reps that make a huge difference. It's the consistency doing it over time because it compounds over time. So I want you to think about this. The programming of fear and scarcity mindset, like coming truly from a place of lack, because that is so many of our default being default way of being our state, it's going to take time in order to unlearn, unprogram, upgrade the files into gratitude and abundance. Okay. So if it doesn't work one time, don't give up. It really truly takes repetition on repetition on repetition and wanting it and believing that you can shift from a scarcity mindset into a place of abundance. It's going to take time. If you do it once, it's not going to work. You know, I was talking to a client the other day and what what were we talking about? Oh, I mean, oh, she was, she was really challenged. She was struggling with just hormones and what was happening was the hormones were creating crazy amount of emotions, which then led to her overthinking everything in downward spiral. And I asked her what she was doing that to help her with this. And she truly said, she's like, honestly, nothing. But then the other day, like I, um, I worked, I worked out once and I'm like, does working out help you kind of become like feel more in control of your thoughts and does it help you process your emotions? And she was like, yes. And like, well, how many times did you do it in the past month that you felt this way? And she was like, once. And it's like, you, you can't just show up once. It's not going to, it's not going to make a difference. The doing it over and over again, even when you don't want to, is the secret sauce into evolving into the next version of yourself into the most evolved version of yourself. You know, some would argue that is your best self. However you want to identify with what that looks like, that's completely up to you. But in order to do it, you're going to have to show up consistently and it doesn't need to be perfect. We always focus on progress, but the more consistent, the more reps that you get, the more likely you're going to shift into a place of abundance over scarcity. Now, what I'm saying is this practice takes patience. And this practice is a practice. As soon as you stop practicing it, guess what happens? We shift into our default. So promise me that you will commit to doing a practice in order to drop the scarcity mindset. The more that you practice, the better it's going to feel over time, okay? This helps you with the delayed gratification. It might not feel better in the moment, but I can promise you that if you do it consistently, you will feel better over time and your capacity to feeling better over time will grow and grow. 
Okay. So these are the ways that I practice gratitude and it helps me shift into abundance. And if one of these areas resonate with you, great. I want to invite you to practice them um, daily, weekly, monthly, however cadence feels good to you. If you have a different practice that you have that you know works that I didn't mention and you haven't been practicing, maybe use this as an invitation to bring this back into your life. Okay. So the ways that I practice shifting from gratitude into abundance, um, the first thing is daily movement. Daily movement is key for me to prime my mind and prime my body for the state of being that I want to experience throughout my day. Emotions are energy in motion that is stored in the physical body. So when I'm not moving my body, there's a lack of flow and energy and that lack of flow and energy creates stagnation and stagnation creates negative energy that's held within the body. So if you don't do anything else and just move your body consistently, you will be amazed how easy it is to shift from scarcity into abundance over time. The other practice, which kind of goes without saying because we're talking about gratitude, is a daily gratitude practice. You know, this is something that's so easy to overlook. And I find that when people are practicing gratitude, they kind of are just doing it as a checklist to do item, but really slowly taking the time to write out what you're grateful for and why you're grateful for that said thing. And I think the slower you write, the better. Because when we're rushing through our habits and we're rushing through these practices, again, it's coming from a lack of time. It's coming from a lack of having not enough whatever. But when you're doing gratitude, the whole point is to shift you into abundance. So making a habit of daily gratitude for the big things, the small things, and the things that you don't have yet, that is a power play. And I'm going to do a whole episode about being grateful for what you don't have yet, calling in the things that you want and feeling it in your body, knowing that even though you don't have it, you're grateful for it because it's on the way. When you practice gratitude regularly, you're training your brain to look at what you have is enough. It's shifting from insufficient to sufficient to enoughness. And this place of enoughness helps you create the life that you want. Because when you only focus on lacking in life and lacking in time, lacking in money, lacking in resources, lacking in looks, weight, relationship, friendships, whatever you name it, you're just going to have more lack. So turning that focus inward, looking at what you're grateful for, looking at the things that you already have that you once really wanted and continuing to stay grateful for that, that is going to direct your attention, your energy, your flow in a much more positive, productive, useful way. Okay. Another practice that I think everybody would benefit from is the attention placement practice. So this is a daily practice that helps recenter you, recalibrate, and focus on what you can control and release anything else that is outside of your control. Now, this is a mindfulness practice. This requires observing your thoughts, paying attention to what's happening in your body. You know, the daily practices of just checking in with how you're feeling and what you're thinking and where you want your attention to go. So if you find yourself as a avid worrier, 
And it's funny because I never identified as a worrier until I had a baby. And all of a sudden I worry about everything and I have to really focus on where do I want my attention to go. And I often ask myself, you know, what do I want to focus on right now? What what deserves my attention right now? You know, I could sit there as I'm feeding my sweet baby girl and be worried about her getting sick, but she's not sick in the moment and here I am having a moment of present moment with her and I'm thinking about something that might not even happen. So being aware of when those moments happen, I just ask myself what do I want to focus on? Or I break the chain of negative thinking and I say, what's true right now? And when I check in there, it shifts everything because what that question does is it drops me into the present moment. It drops me into the present moment. Now, going back to worrying, because I do find that there can be productive worrying if and only if there can be an action that can be taken. So if you're worried about um, a candle, like lighting the house on fire, and there's a candle burning in your kitchen, this is a silly example, but this is something that happens to me often (laughs) because I can see all the doom and gloom that could possibly happen now. Anyway, if you're worried about your house burning down and there's a candle that's lit, go blow out the candle, take action, and then release the worry. It's done. It's taken care of. So you can use worry in a productive way if and only if you can take action. If you can't, ask yourself what's true right now. Redirect your attention. So the other practice is being aware of your thoughts. Be a thought finder. What kind of thoughts do you have going on in your mind? Now, I probably sound like a broken record only to me because – This is what I talk about all day, every day about being aware of your thoughts. Um, But if you haven't heard me say this before, the only way that you can have awareness of your thoughts is not in your head. You have to write your thoughts down. And I know no one likes to be told what to do, and I'm not going to tell you to do it. But if you want to cultivate an abundant mindset, it's imperative that you take the time to write down your thoughts. And I'm also speaking to myself because when I was feeling lack the other day, I didn't even want to sit down. I didn't want to look at my thoughts. I just wanted to keep going and doing and trying to hustle my way out of feeling the negative emotion. And it just followed me and it manifested and it gave me a stomach ache because it was like, okay, I'm here. And I know you know that I'm here. So you better start paying attention. And then as I started to drop into the emotion and pay attention to what thoughts created it, I had freedom. It gave me clarity. I was like, oh my God, of course I feel lack. This thought has been replaying in my mind over and over again. And is it serving me? Absolutely not. And so once I take those thoughts out of my brain and I see it on a piece of paper, it gives me space and authority to change them and identify like this is not going to serve me. And so what I like to ask myself is what's the next best feeling thought? It doesn't have to be an amazing thought like to I have so much to do, there's not enough time to, ah, there's all, I have all the time in the world. I will get everything done in due time. That just doesn't feel believable. So just moving myself up into a more positive, more useful thought. So instead of saying, I have not enough time, I can just neutralize it and be like, I have five hours today. And then asking myself, what do I want to do with those five hours? Where do I want my focus to go? Where do I want my attention to go? This is truly where change begins. 
is noticing when we go unconscious into default thinking and then making a conscious choice to be present. And this is not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy because we're going against how our brain is wired. We're going against like, it's just, it's a lot more tiring to be conscious and aware all the time. That's why we have habitual thoughts and we have habits because it's just, we don't have to think about it. It just becomes automatic. But when they don't serve us is when we have to consciously change them. We have to use awareness to make the shift. So being aware of your thoughts, journaling your thoughts, writing them all out is truly so powerful. And I think one of the, if we want to talk about quick, um, quickest ways. I wouldn't say it's not a quick fix. There's a difference, but a a maybe most advantageous way in order to shift into an abundant mindset. Another practice would be embracing your mistakes. Adopting a learning mindset, a growth mindset. You know, when you face a challenge or there's an obstacle or there's something difficult that comes up in your life, it's your teacher. It's your teacher. You can either choose to close off and run away from it or you can ask yourself, what can this challenge teach me today? What is the lesson in this for me? And oh, one of my favorite, how is this for me? That one's really hard when the when the circumstance, when the challenge seems really intense. And to drop into that right away takes time and it takes practice um, and it takes being open and vulnerable and willing to feel terrible because it doesn't feel good, but it truly is like the quickest way to freedom. So being in a, a growth mindset, keep learning, asking yourself, how is this for me? Ooh, that powerful question. Why is this for me? can absolutely shift into abundant because then you see that every challenge is an opportunity faced with limitless possibilities into whatever your next level is. And that is abundance, my friend. Now, I know when we are in a place of scarcity and fear, it we often stay away from the word failure. And the truth is when you have an abundant mindset, you don't view failure as a thing. There's no such thing as failure, you know, there's only learnings. And so when you, you'll know that your abundant mindset is, is, um, programming is, is being downloaded and it's your new way of, of thinking and doing life will be when you seek out failure, when you celebrate failure and when you can really tap into the learning from that lesson, you will be mind blown at how this helps open up how you evolve, how you grow, how you speak to yourself, how you see the world. It's truly a life-changing practice. And this one's really hard to embrace because of the programming we've learned from traditional schooling. Like It just does not set us up to fail. We, If we fail, we are told we're going to be held back. And then, hello, there's the the lack or the insufficiency or the not, not enoughness. So this is going against like how we learned in school, how to perform, how to do work, how to get things done. So this one's really uncomfortable and it's really tricky, but the more that you embrace it, the better you get at it, just like anything, right? Like any sort of practice. Um, And then the last thing that I found that is the best option and it's always available to you is choosing compassion and self-love. 
learning how to love and embrace all parts of yourself and inviting all parts of yourself to the table. This is getting on the same page with your highest self, but also your inner child, the one that is, feels fear, the one that experiences lack, that shaped your beliefs, that shaped your view of the world. How can you bring all parts of yourself to the table and love on each part equally? Because that, knowing that you have an abundant universe that lives within you, is the key to a purposeful, fulfilling truly incredible and remarkable life. So can you choose to love yourself unconditionally? Can you love all parts of yourself, even the the parts that are, you know, a little rough around the edges? Can you soften those edges by choosing love? So those are my practices to shift from scarcity into abundance. And I'm going to continue on this theme and I have a couple of workshops that I will be leading later this month. So again, make sure you stay on the lookout for that because these practices, these concepts, you know, again, it it truly comes down to the reps, the reps. You know, how many times can I hear something in a different way until it sinks in? That is going to help you get to where you want to go. So listen to this podcast once, listen to it 10 times, 11 times, share it with a friend, talk about it with a friend, continue to have this conversation. Don't just let this be something that you listen to passively. Turn this into an active practice because now it's time to implement. So the practices that I've shared with you, the practices that I embrace in my day-to-day that I just shared with you, now it's time to incorporate them into your life. Now, I know they seem simple and they are simple, but that does not mean that they're easy. And especially when it comes to application, it's so much easier to not do these things because this takes consciousness and this takes effort. Now, our emotions create how we show up, right? They create the behaviors which ultimately create our reality, right? The actions that we take, the results that we get. So, I understand how difficult it can be to let go of an old way of thinking, a pattern thought, which means letting go of a state of being that even though we might not like it, we are just used to being in there. So training yourself, training your mind, training your body to be in a place of abundance is going to take practice and it's going to take patience. Now, been doing this work for a long time and it's lifelong work because I'm right there with you, like working through feelings of scarcity and lack. But I I will say that even though it might not be easy, it's absolutely worth it to shift out of a scarcity mindset, a fear-based mindset and move into a place of abundance is, can be, if not the, one of the most, I would say, beneficial things to set you up for success in every area of your life, whether you have a business, whether you um, are working your way up in your career, or you're right now in the space of figuring out what your next step is. You know, a lot of times when we are in that place of unknown, we can be riddled by fear. We can be riddled by scarcity and lack and all of that, but just being in that space and practicing moving into abundance and doing this on the daily is going to improve the quality of your life in all areas because when one area thrives, a lot of the other areas start to thrive with it. 
So I want to invite you to choose one of these practices that I shared with you today. Choose one that resonated with you. Maybe it's a practice you've tried in the past. Maybe it's one that you haven't tried before or one you want to be more consistent with and get someone else involved. You can send me a message on Instagram and let me know which one resonated with you and which one you're going to practice. You can tell, send this episode to a friend and do this together and hold each other accountable. But don't let this just be another podcast episode that you listen to. Let this become active. Let this become an active practice in your day-to-day life, okay? Now, we're going to continue to take these topics and dig a deeper into them throughout this month. So make sure that you are signed up for my emails because that's when I will be announcing the next masterclass. If you have any questions at all, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. You can also just say hi to me on Instagram because I love chatting with you, especially um, if this episode resonated with you. I love to understand why and I want to learn more about how I can best serve you. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you make a commitment to a daily practice that will help you shift into that place of abundance so you can choose it every single day because by choosing abundant mindset, you're choosing yourself and that's truly what life is all about. All right, my friend, thank you so much for your time. Your time is so valuable. It's so precious and I don't I don't take it lightly that you chose to listen to this episode. You chose to cut out 30 minutes of your life and listen to this episode. So I just want to thank you. And I'm so incredibly grateful for your time and your presence. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.